Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Listening to Faith and Family, I'm Andy Bates. Today we're talking about the upcoming Speak Up conference taking place in Fort Wayne, Indiana, November 8th. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting this program. To find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, go to our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section there. Joining me by phone, the Reverend Dennis Goff, Director of Ministry Programs for the Lutheran Foundation, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Goff, thanks so much for joining me today and for being my guest. Tell me Absolutely. about uh, tell me about your work with the the Lutheran Foundation. I've been at the Lutheran Foundation for the last year and a half, and my work primarily is to work with the ninety five Lutheran congregations in ten counties of Northeast Indiana. The Lutheran Foundation was formed a little over twenty years ago from the sale of the old Lutheran Hospital that was here, and so a part of the original agreement or bylaws for the foundation was that the foundation focuses just on the 10 counties of northeast indiana and so in that area there in this area there's 95 lutheran congregations so i work with them in the granting process and in addition to the 95 lutheran churches there's 18 lutheran schools and there's about a dozen other lutheran ministries and so i um, interface with them in the granting process the opportunities that are available to them so tell me, how does the Lutheran Foundation serve in the community? In what ways does it uh, does the foundation serve? Well, I think from the Lutheran side of things, we really try to uh, promote, encourage, partner together with, assist, come alongside of our Lutheran community here in the advancement of mission and ministry. Uh, the grants that are available to the Lutheran churches, schools, and ministries are in a category part called partnering with the Lutheran community. And I really see our role as coming alongside of churches and schools and ministries to help advance the opportunities that God gives to that respective place. We're not there to impose anything upon any of these ministries, but to help facilitate what God is calling each church location to do in filling out, fulfilling the opportunities that are available through the, the mission that God gives to them. The Lutheran Foundation has uh, inspired the Speak Up Conference in November. Tell me, oh, where was the idea for this conference born? About three or four years ago, the board of the foundation challenged our CEO, Marsha Hoff, with, with the question, Marsha, over the last almost 20 years, the foundation has sprinkled money throughout this community. At the end of the day, what impact have we really made? And so that really led her on a course of, let's take a look at where our money's going, and is there an identified need in the community where our money could be directed? And so she did a survey of all the other community foundations in Northeast Indiana, and she identified from that that less than 1% of foundation community money was going in the area of mental and behavioral health. And she came back to the board and she said, I think that's a sweet spot for us 
to benefit this community, to be impactful <clears throat> with the dollars that God has blessed us with, to be impactful in this community. And so uh, they embraced that and then did a further survey of Northeast Indiana to identify mental behavioral health services that were available and really identified that there was limited services, especially in the rural counties, lack of access to care and huge stigma related to mental health issues. So that really launched the foundation on a mental behavioral health focus about three years ago. I came to the foundation in this position a year and a half ago, recognizing that we were putting an emphasis in the community on mental and behavioral health. And I said, I don't want that to just impact the community at large, but I want it to impact the church community. And for the church community, our Lutheran churches and other denominations to give some greater awareness and attention to mental and behavioral health. And so from that, I created a Church of Mental Health Task Force about a year ago, and one of the first things I said was I wanted us to do this conference to, because the goals of our task force, we had four goals, awareness, education, resources, and action. And I said, I think this event can help get at least the first three of those and leave, leave the event with the challenge of, of how are we going to put some of that into action. So I see the conference as flowing out of the emphasis that the Lutheran Foundation has right now, but a specific way for us to connect with our church community. What do you see as the understanding of mental health issues when it comes to congregations and uh, you know, lay people as well as clergy? Uh, what do you see as their, their understanding of mental health issues or how the, the opportunities for them to, to provide help or care um, in those situations where there is a need? Yeah, I think we have a very limited understanding, and I'll, I'll, I'll admit that from my own perspective, first of all, and I've said repeatedly to, to folks, I've been a LCMS parish pastor for 30 years, and I never really gave attention to this in congregations that I served. It just was not on my radar. Did I know some people that were struggling with mental and behavioral health issues? Yes, but it was just nothing that really surfaced for me. And I think that's the case for many, many other pastors. Um, I think we know, even when I graduated from the seminary 30 years ago, and even in our seminary training today, there's a li limited emphasis on these topics. But let's put that alongside the fact that national statistics are that one in four people are dealing with some kind of mental or behavioral health challenge at any given time in life. If that's the case, that says to me that one in four people in our congregations are sitting there dealing with some issue, or, and if not themselves, then a member of their family. And so we just don't talk about that, and we don't talk about it in the same way that we talk about people's physical challenges, or so-and-so is having heart surgery and we pray for them, or this person is in the hospital for some kind of other surgery. Um, but we, we, we rarely pray for people who are dealing with depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. And part of that, I think, is 
because of a lack of education. Part of it, I think, is because of a lack of awareness. And I really believe that the more the church can talk about this in some fashion, the more we normalize some of that language, then we help to reduce the stigma and people are a little bit more comfortable saying to their pastor or other members of the congregation or people in their small group, this is what I'm facing. Uh, I, I think this is an opportunity for us to open that door and, and try to reduce that stigma. Who who might attend this conference? Who is the Speak Up conference for? Yeah, what I've said from the very beginning is that I want there to be pastors who come, uh, other ministry leaders in their congregations, but also lay people, because I, I think we know that a lot of times things generally don't happen in a church unless the pastor is really behind it and supportive, whatever that might be. But oftentimes things don't happen in a church if it's just up to the pastor to make it happen. So if, we, if the pastor will come with a handful of, of um, people from his congregation and you go back home after the event and say, okay, what can we do as a church to lift up a mental health ministry focus. And if that group can have a joint conversation together, then I think things can, can get started. What topics will be addressed at the Speak Up conference? Well, there, we have two main presenters. Uh, Dr. Matthew Stanford is one of our main presenters. He is a neuroscientist who is, he's the CEO of the Hope and Healing Center in Houston, Texas. And he does an awesome job of talking about mental illness as a medical issue. And in his book, Grace for the Afflicted, he he does an excellent job of unpacking what some of those medical terms are, what some of the medical understanding is of mental illness. But then he also does some great connections with what could be examples of some of that from Scripture. So he comes at it from a a scientist standpoint. He comes at it from a Christian standpoint. The second main speaker is Amy Simpson, and Amy is the author of the book Troubled Minds. And Amy has, a, I think, a unique and powerful story when she talks about the fact that she grew up in a home where her father was a pastor, not a Lutheran pastor. I don't remember the denomination. But at, at... When Amy was 14 years old, Amy's mom had a major mental health breakdown. And the church, even though her father had pastored for a number of years, really did not know how to address that, what to do, how to be supportive for the family. So Amy's really kind of made it her mission from a Christian standpoint of how can we help come alongside churches and become more aware. So those are our two main presenters. I think that the, they'll do an awesome job. And in addition to that, we have 12 breakout sessions. A couple of them, uh, for instance, are how to become a trauma-informed congregation, understanding the impact of trauma on people's lives and how that affects their mental wellness. We have a session on uh, developing steps for a mental health ministry in your congregation. Uh, we have a, a session on companionship ministry. What what could it mean to be a companion of somebody who is living with with mental illness in their life? Um, there's a there's a dozen different breakout sessions. They're all on our website. 
how do we find out more about the conference and uh, make plans to attend? Yeah, the website address is speakupconference.org, and you can register online for that. We are nearing close to our maximum capacity, so if uh, any of your listeners are interested in attending, we would encourage them to go to our website soon and register, speakupconference.org. Information on the presenters are there, the breakout sessions, registration, and we there's a series of some articles that we've written leading up to some of the presenters for the breakout sessions. There's a couple videos, some other audio clips of some interviews that have been done that are there as well. How do you think, uh, attending a conference like this, how do you think education uh, will help us deal with the stigma? We talked. You talked earlier about uh, the stigma of mental health issues, and in even in the, the Christian congregation, how can... Um, learning and you know attending a conference like this and learning and being engaged in conversation help us address that stigma i think there's a, a number of different ways that it uh, it, it addresses that one thing that comes to mind is and i'm not exactly sure who the original author of the statement is but i've read this repeatedly but one author talks about mental illness is the no casserole illness well, what does that mean? Mm. Well, what that means is when a member of your congregation goes into the hospital for a heart, tr- uh, a heart attack uh, or some other surgery, ladies in the congregation, others in the congregation come together, make a meal, bring it to the home. You know, it's just the thing that we do in churches. But when an elderly couple from the congregation finds out that their son is in the hospital with schizophrenia and he's going to be there three months nobody generally knows what to do with that and people don't often visit and no casseroles brought so we can in essence treat these issues the same as we treat anything else physical i think the other aspect of of this is well a couple other things but quickly um, mental illness is a medical issue it is not a weakness of faith and, and perhaps at times the church, and I say the church at large, has directly or indirectly implied maybe if somebody had a little stronger faith, they would be less depressed. Um, and depression has, has a medical background to it. So it's not simply a matter of if we just had more faith, we'd get over this. And I, th- I think along those, those same lines, it's, you know, what do we even say when it comes to some of these issues? Um, the la- what language do we use? Uh, it, it would be best not to use the language that this person is schizophrenic, but rather to say this person is living with schizophrenia because schizophrenia does not in and of itself define that person. So just the kind of language that we use and the sensitivity to one another and the lack of shock that we display when people talk about, I have a family member who's living with bipolar. So I, I think just some uh, the education will benefit the church greatly. It's not the only thing we need to be aware of, but I think it's a beginning point. So beginning with understanding that this is uh, mental illness uh, is something we live with. It doesn't define who we are. Correct. Much yeah. like anything else we, we might live with. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
Again, the the website, speakupconference.org. I want to register soon um, because registration is filling up for the conference. That's coming up. What are the dates again? November 8th. It's 8.30 to 4 o'clock. It will be held at the Parkview Miro Center for Research in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So coming up November 8th, register and information at speakupconference.org, inspired by the Lutheran Foundation, Fort Wayne, Indiana. My guest today, the Reverend Dennis Goff, he's Director of Ministry Programs for the Lutheran Foundation. Pastor Goff, thank you so much for being my guest and for uh, sharing with us about this upcoming conference. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about this, and thank you for the promotion that you are doing with this as well. Joining me by phone now, Laura Hoffman. She's Clinical Director for Lutheran Social Services of Indiana, based out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Laura, welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for having me, Andy. A pleasure to have you as our guest today and one of the presenters at the upcoming Speak Up conference. Laura, tell us about your work. You have uh, a a number of uh, professional credentials that that really qualify you for your work at Lutheran Social Services of Indiana. I know you're a licensed clinical social worker, but a number of other professional certifications as well. Tell us about your professional work. Sure. I am. uh, I've been serving for Lutheran Social Services as clinical director for the past six years. And I'm also a licensed clinical social worker, a licensed clinical addictions counselor, and a certified eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapist. That's also known as EMDR. And my work has, it's been interesting over the years um, that recently, God has really led me and our team here at LSSI to notice and begin to respond to and treat the, the trauma that we're seeing individuals, families, and, and children experiencing. The uh, Tell us about the uh, the certifications you have and, and how they, they make a difference in the, the work and the services that you're able to provide. I know we talked uh, about being a licensed clinical social worker, but sure. tell us more about sure. some of the, those other specialties uh, okay. in which you serve. Absolutely. I, I started my career in the addictions field and served for um, almost 15 years Um, as an addictions counselor and then went on to get my degree in social work, I really had this longing to help more holistically and fully and especially families that I was working with. Families have always been something that's been very important to me. And then from there with the work at Lutheran Social Services, we, as we work with families, we specifically spent quite a bit of focus and time working within the child welfare system helping families at risk of um, having children removed or um, working with children and families that had been through very traumatic experiences, abuse, neglect. And we began to look at the tools and techniques that we had to respond to their needs, which led us to discovering the treatment of um, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. It's called EMDR. And it's been around for 25 years. And as we began to look at that, we loved the way that it specifically got to the root of, of the issue of, of pain for so many people. And it, it has a much quicker response um, than more traditional talk therapy for many as far as providing relief um, to symptoms that could be associated with trauma. Why is it important for you to teach congregations, lay people, and church workers uh, about uh, issues around mental health and the church? 
so many reasons. Um, I will start with because of who we are as members of congregations. I mean, we are the church. And then I also say because of whose we are. Um, I think that it's ultimately so that everyone um, might come to know the love of God. Um, But I think more specifically, by being trauma-informed, we can ensure that the survivors in our congregations are continuously helped and that they're encouraged um, for their complete recovery. Because I think we as a church are equipped to love and care for and encourage complete recovery. I think it's also, uh, there are a number of reasons. Another one is that the conference is called Speak Up. I think it's time to speak up. I know historically in our culture, it's it's been stigmatized to have problems with mental health or addiction, or you know, even in congregations, sometimes it can be seen as a sign of weakness or a lack of faith in God's will, um, and and even sometimes it can go so far as to to be like a an implied assumption that the traumatic experiences might be punishment um, for sin or something like that. So I think it's time for us to really have an understanding of what trauma is and how it impacts others, what mental health issues are, what mental illness is, what serious mental illness is, and how best to respond, how best to love our church family in that process. And then I think the last reason that I think it's so important is because it's a part of us. It's a part of who we are. And I have pages of statistics that I could go over, but the biggest ones, you know, one in five adults in the United States experience mental illness. One in 25 live with a serious mental illness. And then there's a prediction um, with the National Institute of Mental Health that one in five children um, ages 13 to 18 will either currently have or will have a serious mental illness in their lifetime. And, and that is so concerning. But back to the point that it's a part of who we are as a congregation. And I think it's so important for us to recognize it, see it, understand it, understand where it comes from and the best way that we can care for each other as the church. You were presenting on the basics of becoming a trauma-informed congregation. What is a trauma-informed congregation today? Yes, I'm going to borrow from SAMHSA, um, our Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration. And a, a trauma-informed congregation, so taking from, from what SAMHSA defines as trauma-informed, it realizes the widespread impact of trauma that we understand that it's a part of us. It recognizes the signs and symptoms of trauma in individuals and families and in our church staff and leadership and responds in faith and love and seeks to actively avoid re-traumatizing individuals. And we know that, that pastors and faith leaders can help individuals find the purpose in their pain And that simple acknowledgement, that shift of what happened instead of what's wrong can 
be the catalyst to begin the healing process. So what does that look like in a congregational setting? Can you paint a picture for me or an example of what that might look like in a congregational setting? If, if a congregation is trauma-informed, what mm-hmm. does that mean? What would an example of that look like? Sure. So I think that we understand. So the biggest shift in trauma-informed care, it's simple. It's so simple. Instead of what's wrong with you or what's wrong with them, um, and a lot of times when we start with what's wrong with someone, um, we get a little standoffish or not sure how to respond or um, we, we back away. When we, that first initial shift into what happened, that's, that's such a different perspective actually. So if we can begin to shift the congregation into what happened and then we notice when we begin to notice when something is happening. So, I mean, it could be, there are so many things, car accidents, um, chronic illnesses, um, a sudden death, um, a murder, um, divorce, um, incidences of abuse and neglect that happen in families. And then we see those symptoms um, that happen and sometimes symptoms can be for folks maybe pulling away from our church family, pulling away from the congregation, or pretending like nothing's wrong. Um, but we notice changes. We notice changes in behaviors, um, changes in relationship. And so just the ability for a congregation to notice that, to understand that, to be able to, to say what's happened and to invite into a deeper relationship so that we can care for what has happened without shaming, I think that enhances our ability to love each other, to be in connection with each other, and to encourage that the relationship with God as well. Why do you think, uh, or what do you want those who attend your session to be equipped with uh, having attended your session? What do you want them to walk away with? What do you want them to be equipped for when they, uh, when they go home? Yes, I'd really love for them to be equipped with a great understanding. We're going to take a deep dive and look at what trauma is. Um, we're going to take a look at how each of us are designed to respond to trauma. There's a few different ways that we're all familiar with it that we can respond um, to recognize the signs and symptoms that something has happened or that um, there's a mental health illness happening or a mental health issue. And then to know, to be confident to know how to respond as a church, as church leadership, or as a congregation member, and also to know what to do about it, um, where to refer to, how to take care, because it's not, it's not just one person that that needs to do this, you know, each of us, I would say, need to be equipped in this way. And so that's what I hope. And then I, lastly, I hope that we have a very rich conversation and we begin to talk about how we didn't know how to respond to something or what to do, that, that we just have this rich conversation about how to be more trauma-informed, how to care for each other better in this way. Laura, what are you looking forward to most about the upcoming Speak Up conference? I, I am so looking forward to the entire conference. I'm so thankful um, that the Lutheran Foundation 
is hosting this event, I think it is absolutely time that we speak up. And I love that as as members of our faith community, as members of our congregations, that we're all going to be together, that we're going to talk about it. I think I'm so excited because I think we're going to walk away with a much greater understanding and that is really going to impact our congregations, our churches, and improve the way that we're able to love each other, both in the congregation and outside in our communities. Laura Hoffman is Clinical Director for Lutheran Social Services of Indiana and presenting at the upcoming Speak Up Conference in Fort Wayne, Indiana, on the basics of becoming a trauma-informed congregation. Laura, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Andy. You've been listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.